Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims and con artists. We don't like these people in the shows. We believe the best way to expose them is to hold them up to a harsh light, point our index fingers in their general direction and mock them mercilessly, take them down a peg or two until they cease to exist in any other form than the shit on our shoes. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and today we have a guest. It's for the oh. first time in some time we are bringing someone Company. else into the mix. <laughs> yes. Come in, come in. It's Stefan Kesting. He's a well-known figure in the Brazilian jiu-jitsu community who basically set fire to his vast online presence to debunk ridiculous COVID conspiracy theories. Yes, Giles. Stefan is a very dangerous and very smart man. A master's of biology and could kick both of our asses without breaking a sweat. Speaking up about COVID conspiracies has cost Stefan dearly. The MMA community is pilled as fuck, and I've got a lot of respect for him coming out and sticking to his guns, much to the detriment of his business and profile. Yeah, that's actually what really drew me to him in the first place. I've been a bit of a fan for a while. He took a massive hit to stand up for what is it's right. Like mm. we will discuss his takes on COVID and his place in the mixed martial arts ranks later in the deep dive interview segment. A bit later on. But for now, we must dive into a shallower pond. We'll clamber up on the diving board and take a neat swan dive into the puddle right now because it's time for the Conditional Release Program's weekly news. Joel, uh, with COVID running hot in terrible ways in India, the COVID deniers are out there with their hot takes. Don't tell me. They're saying it's not happening. Oh, they're absolutely saying it's not happening. It's quite bizarre. Nothing like COVID denial than to say that like a giant area being ravaged by a disease just isn't happening. Mm. So you got Pete Evans, you got RDA, all the like, and they're all putting in their two fucking cents about how it's all a conspiracy. And like, look- I posted about this on Facebook and I was jailed for it. The jailed fuckers. But to be fair, it was full of some very hot keywords, you know, Jewish yeah. Freemasons, things like that. I but did I, notice. Got, I got 24 hours, which is bullshit, but it was for outlining the insane shit that these people came up with. Yeah. And this is all just to deny the existence of the pandemic. You know, it's a flu with a good marketing strategy. It's a glorified cold, all that shit. And we all know the robots could be better if Facebook just wanted them to be better. But as long as Zuck isn't invited to any more Senate hearings, they just don't <laughs> give a shit. You know, when he goes in there, he's like, oh, um, uh, uh. yeah, that's what he's like. Yeah. So, anyway, let's look what they're actually saying. Let's let's not yes. get, let's not Craig Kelly me now. Let's not, yeah, let's not get obsessive about <laughs> your, your Facebook jailing. Yeah, what are they saying, Joel? So, for starters, the deniers are explaining India's horrific COVID numbers are a hoax and nobody's dying. Oh, I mean, that goes without saying. God. Of course, they're fucking saying that. But it's all a smoke shows set up by the mainstream media to drum up fear in the population. So mm. the New York Post <laughs> fucked up by using a photo from Reuters, I mean, fair source, which was meant to show people dying in the streets, which was actually a gas leak and completely unrelated. Ooh, oh, naughty. Whoops. Yes. Yep. Well, no, but, production. Yeah. Well, that's what we call the media production error. Yes, it was. Quite seriously, that's what, yeah. that's what it's called. <laughs> and it shouldn't be a big deal until these fuckwits are there harking on about it. So it's been this big gotcha moment for these morons. And as you can imagine, the New York Post – just normally just retracted the thing and explained the error. Explained the error, made an apology. Yeah, totally right. normal. And the mm. pilled idiots just continued to gloat about how they caught them out. And then they started using this link to the, the article that no longer had the image on there. The image that was proof of this conspiracy <laughs> that they have like retracted and removed. So like, no. I mean, f- come on, fucking hell. No. So the whole angle here is that mainstream media is trying to make us scared and live in this set of sense of fear. And it's not working because I'm not scared because I'm not fucking 
India. No. I mean, who are they trying to scare? When I watch the morning news in the ABC, are they trying to scare me? No, I can't even fly there if I wanted to. The only people drumming up fear are the pilled idiots convincing their flock of sheep that they are constantly being herded into some mm. kind of abattoir. And like, <laughs> so also claimed is that the government, and this is this is great, is just straight up murdering people. The Indian government is just basically just wandering around the streets, just just killing random people. Is that yeah, what they're and, saying? And you'd think it was the army or the special forces, but it sounds like just sort of random people. I don't know. Like it just it's just mm. so like so badly put together. People <laughs> in the streets are being basically just picked off by government agents and murdered, and their bodies are then being put in body bags. Which I don't know why you need a body in a body bag. Just chuck some you know weed in there, and then. <laughs> You know, paraded around for the big bad mainstream media. Oh, who are, those you know, guys again? Those no, guys it's, again? It's you, cunts. That's actually what it is. <laughs> it's you, you scumbag. I know what you're up to. Don't you, you don't get shit past me. So uh, on top of this, perfectly healthy people are having positive PCR tests returned despite not having COVID. And when they go to hospital, their organs are being harvested and sold. Oh, that's well, a bit rough. Yeah. That's such a that's such an Indian stereotype too, because yeah, India is considered the, the sort of you know capital of of uh, of organ harvesting alongside you know. China. You know, well, like, alongside yeah. China, yes, who yeah. do so. I felt the somewhat, casual racism somewhat more in that. forcefully, but yes, um, yeah. but uh, but yeah, India is always. But so this is a sort of you know I, I would I would basically describe that as a, a bit of racism. Yeah, on the part whistle. of our COVID denier friends. Yeah, uh, and them being racist. Oh no, mm, God no. forbid. Yeah. Those who share Tommy Robinson news, the motherfuckers. <laughs> so this is, of course, all completely evidenced by the fact that hospitals are empty and some mm. fucking clown, the usual thing, goes into a hospital ward, probably like at the protestation of all the people involved and showed a bunch of empty beds on some shitty smartphone camera and therefore apparently it's all a hoax. I mean, these people oh, are so God. fucking basic. Oh, there's empty beds. Oh, I'm guessing there's no problem. Yeah. How many ventilators are in that ward, you fucking genius? Right. How many ICU facilities are, are in that particular ward that were photographed and the How many nurses are on? Basically, just, yeah. a, just a just a rack of beds. Yeah, it may as well be a fucking backpacker hostel. Like, I mean, this just it's just mm. fucking astounding. Now, the thing is, I want to be done, but I'm not. According oh to these fucking idiots, yeah, yeah. Wind up off the long run, Joe. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, this is the 1,800-meter fucking sprint. So according to these idiots, the real deaths are happening due to the lockdown. I mean, this is the same shit they said here about suicides. Yeah, because the lockdown's cutting people off water and food, and therefore Mm. they're all dying from starvation and these sort of, you know, related illnesses or whatever. And look, Mm. I am actually going to give this a moment of kernel of truth and say it's not going to cause an impact. There might be an impact. I'm not sure if this is reflected in deaths or just general despair, but there will be issues. India has a lot of pockets of poverty and lockdowns will exacerbate that. But it's not why everyone is dying. They are dying from fucking COVID-19. Yes. Just, just, I just, oh my God, I'm so annoyed. All right. So, despite all this though, this is a bit of a breath of fresh air. It's really good because it's actually not a big deal. Everything's fine because it's all relative. So, hold your horses. If you look at it as a proportion of population, it's actually not that bad. There's not that many deaths. So this actually, yeah, this really fucked me off. So it's one of those things, like if you think about it, like, you know, like say like Jeff Bezos gets like a speeding ticket, he can afford it. 
You don't put that in deaths in population. You don't sit there and say, oh, look, there's like yeah. a, a billion people. So, like, if a few hundred thousand die, it's like it's pocket change to this country, not to their families, you yeah. actual piece of shit. A wave of, of grief and sadness, yeah. It's the most, like, weird Stalinistic take on, like, the COVID-19 thing ever. I haven't seen anything this creepy mm, thus far. very disturbing. It's fucked up. These people are just cooked in the head. So, they also say the only reason why people are dying is because the ivermectin, the Craig Kelly juice and the oh, hydroxychloroquine, God. the Palmer juice, juice too. Yeah, yeah. has been replaced with remdesivir, the useless one that I don't even know if they're using anymore, but I'm not going to get into that. That's, that's no. a whole tangent. <laughs> if they were getting ivermectin though, let's face it, they would be fine. Places well, with ivermectin. have no head lice. Yes, exactly. Up. The Australian government did send, did send a quantity, I can't tell you how much, but the Australian government with an aid package did send a bunch of remdesivir. I know that because ah. Norman Swan was complaining about it. Uh, yes, your mate Norman. I know well, how you guys get along. Well, I'm not, <laughs> it, it, but I, I, he may well be making a decent point. If, it, yeah. if, if the drug's next, be, next best thing to useless in terms of treatment, then why send it, you know? Yeah. Just because yeah. we've got it lying around. Yeah. Maybe someone owed Craig Kelly a favour. Um, so basically, <laughs> apparently, according of these fucking morons. There are places that do have ivermectin and there's no deaths. No, oh, yeah. Now, can you show me the evidence for this? Can you just mm. can you hook me up? Make, maybe do oh. a duck duck go search on that? Yeah, no? yeah. Yeah? yeah. No? That's no, just real shame. Real shame. So basically the evidence for that I've noticed is I have a friend in India that said. <laughs> so yeah. my other friend in India Conspirituality grifter Layla Sentner, who is just, I actually didn't know about her until today, and I wish I didn't because my brain doesn't need her in it. Uh, she posted a video of herself in India in a car showing how nobody was dying on the streets beside her. She's in there with her little selfie and she's showing her camera around. She's uh, a brief a brief pan of uh, of the neighborhood, of a I very small die. part of the neighborhood. Nobody and, died. Uh, bl- yeah, very brief, very small pan. And. Uh, <clears throat> Where nobody, where nobody was dying. I nobody mean, died. This is this is this is supposed to be filmed in Delhi, the Indian capital, yep. where there is a population of nineteen million people, and, and there was one, barely anyone on the street. One million, uh, just just over one million, as of uh, the thirtieth of April, are infected with COVID That's at the time. Crazy. So it's quite likely, given the. Uh, given just on the sheer numbers, but also the way India has its rich and poor very, very largely separated. Yes, they and do. And it's middle yeah. class separated. It's a you know it's yeah, a huge emerging middle class separated. That that uh, uh, it would be quite easy to find places where people are still wearing masks in that video, but where you may not see people being actually incinerated in the streets. Yes, yes, exactly. And let's, let's face it, this woman probably doesn't go outside of a gated community. So, yeah, you know, she I'm was in her car feeling. whinging mm. about lockdowns and things. God, she's awful. Yeah. What is really happening is that people are dying in huge numbers in India and of COVID-19 infection. Yes. Pneumonia for the most part led by COVID-19 infection, and it's just awful. Yep. We've had 18 million cases in the country so far, and the curve is on an extraordinary climb. Oh, yeah. So, so far, 205,000 people are dead, and there's no sign of this slowing. Uh, due to the nature of Indian systems, most people say a, a great many deaths are going unreported. Yeah, it's apparently by a large magnitude, which is fucking terrifying. And one thing that really pissed me off today when I was researching this is that India is actually one of the biggest producers of vaccines in the world. Mm. And despite having the money there, supply is thin. 
They've got the means to make them. Supply is thin. They could be making these vaccines. They could be making shitloads of them. But these bullshit patent laws stand in the way. And this is where Bill Gates is actually evil. Not your fucking New World Order depopulation line bullshit. Fuck you, Peter Evans. <laughs> shut up and sit down. He stands up for intellectual property laws while claiming to be on a mission to vaccinate the world. I mean, using money to prop up fucking pharma profits. So, look. They've appealed to the WTO to suspend the patents during the pandemic, and this makes total sense. I think it's amazing. They have to ask. Why do you have to ask? Oh, my God, people are well, fucking rec- dying. I mean, you, you, you've got to ask. I mean, you, you, it's, it's a legal patent. It's a, it's they a legal should be offering. So, so, yes, well, yeah, true. They, they uh, should be there, lying and down. Are, and there are, there are basically uh, processes in place in some cases. Yeah, well, I mean, look, the thing that really fucks me off with this is all that benevolence about AstraZeneca and Oxford working together to make the world a better place and everyone dropping their fucking profit margins. The big pharma assholes are lobbying against this patent move with the US, the UK and EU being, I quote, strongly opposed to waiving the patent at the WTO while the Australian government, spineless fucks, stays fairly quiet. Oh, what a surprise. Oh, just, just, just don't worry about us. We only chose two. Well, we chose more than two. We've only got two that, that we did choose and one of them's, well. Well, know. no one's going to listen to us anyway. So why don't we say the right thing as opposed to fucking bootlicking? So mm. Dante and the trade minister has opposed the patent waiver in line with other developed oh, countries because he's a fucking asshole. But the thing that actually I found quite unsurprising but almost sort of surprising, the Labor Party actually supports this waiver. They, they've said that that's something we should do. Uh, whether they were in government and did it or not, that's another story. But I mean, look, honestly, this week, the only backbone the Federal Liberal Party has shown is the ability to go to China into a conventional <laughs> war. I mean, I am so thankful that I'm past fucking conscription age. I mean, these people are just not no, smart. I think, I think, I think you'll find there's more local messaging going on there with uh, with the saber rattling. Yeah, um, you reckon? It's, yep. it's more it's more designed for the local market. Yeah, uh, who go? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck them, fuck them, fuck, fuck China, man. Yeah. Let's take it. Let, let's do them. Let's do yeah. them all. Yeah, let's do it all, yeah, and get someone else to do it, preferably black. So if the patent is waived, according to Tian, and this is such capitalist thinking, it will disincentivize further innovation. I mean, just do the fucking right thing for once. Because in India, the demand is so strong that the websites to get a vaccination appointment are crashing. The system over there is just falling apart. And only 1.6% of people at this point are fully vaccinated. And there's these petty patent issues sitting in the way of what could be a huge surprise. The dead are being disposed of en masse in makeshift outdoor crematoria. Hospitals overwhelmed. Uh, It's chaos. Frontline workers are having to triage who lives and who dies, and they are going to live a life of trauma themselves. I saw a nurse interviewed, uh, sadly, reporting that relatives of patients uh, refer to her and her her colleagues as gods, and she was just so sad about this because there is only so much That's so that fucked. Uh, she, and her, she and her colleagues can do. You know, playing God is no fun. No. And those frontline workers are never going to forget this. Jesus. I don't like it. All right. Well, let's go from depressing to uh, less depressing, maybe. I mean, this is still no. pretty depressing. No, I'm no. sorry, guys. Monday, you've already got Monday-itis and we're basically just, you know. <laughs> More depressing. Ma- yeah. We've just made it worse. Anyway, it can only get better from here. Enjoy the rest of your day. So, Sydney's Lunar Park ghost train fire, seven lives lost in an inferno on June 9th, 1979. And we are still none the wiser as to what the fuck really happened, Jack. What happened? Yes, Joel. Last month, the ABC screened a three-part investigative program uh, led by... 
Caro Meldrum Hanna into the Sydney Lunar Park Ghost Train Fire. I watched the series with interest as it culminated in a bizarre and convoluted conspiracy which tied Abe Saffron to the New South Wales Premier Neville Rand. A lot of people believe this and a lot more since that documentary was made. Uh-huh. It's very strange. My curiosity with it, with the show that is, uh, lies elsewhere on the journalistic investigation that omitted key facts on the circumstances of the fire. Uh, this was a central point of the documentary because all of its assumptions fall away if the fire was not deliberately lit. You know, the whole conspiracy can't exist because the fire was yep. not deliberately lit. Uh, well, while mm. questions remain, there is no proof of arson to any legal standard. Most of the ABC's uh, documentary's assertions were not particularly revelatory. Fairfax ran the story accusing Saffron of being the architect of the Sydney Ghost Train fire nine months after his death in 2006. It led to a number of successful lawsuits for defamation, the most notable undertaken by Tosha Maximovich, Todor, an employee of uh, Saffron's. Mm. The Sunday Age described as a professional arsonist who had lit the fire at Luna Park. Maximovich had only to produce his passport, which proved he was overseas at the time of the fire, and the Fairfax newspaper was obliged to make a grovelling apology and reach for the checkbook. Yep. The real scandal of the Lunar Park ghost train fire, and one based on established facts, was that the deaths of six, six children, yes. Damien and Craig Godson, Jonathan Billings, Richard Carroll, Michael Johnson and Seamus Raleigh, and one adult, the father of Damien and Craig, John Godson, were entirely avoidable. Mm-hmm. Various eyewitness, uh, various eyewitnesses, including those who were operating the ride, described the fire as an inferno, which it most certainly was. Explosions were heard. The fire, it was said, didn't look normal. Mm. And now in findings made by uh, the coroner, Kevin Anderson, in 1979... Uh, the building was described as of mainly timber construction. The external walls were mainly timber with corrugated iron at the northern end. The internal partitions were of hardboard, uh, plywood and wood. The roof was of timber overlaid with layers of bitumen impregnated building paper and was finished on its top surface with hot mop bitumen. Part of the roof was of corrugated iron. Expert evidence is that once the fire had begun and involved the roofing materials, the the spread would be very rapid, the heat would be intense and very dense smoke would be developed. One serious omission in the program was that New South Wales Board of Fire Commissioners had, through the North Sydney Council, directed the management of Lunar Park to carry out fire production work in 1977, that's 20 months before the fire, which included the provision of illuminated exit signs at the escape doors, the installation of safety emergency lighting and the installation of a fire hose reel system with hoses of sufficient length to reach all areas of the park and park management were given 18 months to carry out these works. A month before the fire, North Sydney Council allowed park management a further 12 months to carry out the work. The instructions were issued on the basis that at any time the ride was in operation, one attendant would be inside to provide patrons with direction in the event of an emergency. It is clear that this was not the case on the night of the fire. No one inside. One of the three internal exit doors had been blocked off and was used as a store as storage for the ride's surplus carriages. Put simply, the ride was a death trap and the attendants were ill-prepared, poorly resourced and untrained on safety measures in the event of a fire. It's not to blame them, that's to blame management of 
uh, Luna Park at the time. And these are matters of, of matters of fact established by the coroner <coughs> in 1979. They were not examined, barely raised, or not at all by the ABC documentary. The allegation that the fire was started by bikies in the employ of Saffron was also examined by New South Wales Police Internal Security Unit over a period of months in 1985, with police determining the evidence was insufficient to reopen the investigation. Uh, ultimately, the coroner returned an open finding which surmised the fire may have started from a lit cigarette discarded into flammable materials, litter or some such, at or around the location of the ride where a fake fire exhibit was in place. The ABC documentary program was able to find people who smelled kerosene. One eyewitness had referred to it in his statement to police after the fire. One other, one of the ride operators, had not. And while that evidence should have been put to the coroner, whether kerosene is a, a discernibly distinct odour to the cocktail of petrochemicals on the walls and in the roof, once the structure was alight, is at face value a leap of logic. And that cocktail came from the blazing bitumen, a highly viscous petroleum-based hydrocarbon. The paint of the walls was oil-based, as was the ph- phosphorescent paint on the exhibits. Mm-hmm. And the documentary was able to establish serious deficiencies in the police invest- investigation. The first was that New South Wales Police, with the lead investigator, Detective Inspector Doug Knight, had informed the media the cause of the fire was an electrical fault. On expert evidence, the coroner rejected this. I'd argue that just about every major investigation undertaken by the New South Wales Police in that era, in the 1970s and 80s, was tarnished in some way or other. It would be wrong to suggest that all senior police in the New South Wales Police Force were corrupt at the time of the fire, but the effect of top-down corruption was to create a sort of investigative malaise where mistakes were common. So that's the state of the New South Wales Police Force at the time. And while these were preconditions for investigative failures, they do not of themselves prove the documentary's central point that the fire was deliberately lit. The first episode of the documentary featured the grieving parents, partners and siblings of the deceased. It was a treatment handled with great sensitivity that spoke of enduring heartbreak and anguish undiminished by the passage of more than 40 years. But as the program wore on to its culmination, I was left to wonder if these people had been led to a place where they could never return based on assumptions that, as they stand, cannot be proven in a court of law. If so, it is an unimaginable cruelty for no good purpose. Yeah. I mean, look, I guess the only way forward now is to establish a new coronal inquiry uh, to examine evidence again. I mean, to to hear the evidence that wasn't put to the coroner in the first place. Yes, that too, yes. And to take the time to give the grieving some closure, uh, if we can. I think, yes. I think that's where we are now, that we, we are looking at a new coronal inquiry. And, yeah, um, fuck, that's depressing. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, terrible, terrible incident. But now it's Ooh. time to put that ugliness aside and I reach like into your, the bottom drawer to find even more sleaze. Even yeah. more bullshit. Yeah. Even more head desk banging back and forth until it feels good to stop. When the conditional <laughs> release program asks which black bill fuckwit said that. <laughs> It never feels good to stop, Jack. It never feels good to stop. <laughs> so we have our first listener submission, and it's Sharon, otherwise known as SOS149. Yep. And uh, so she sent us this absolute cracker from one of the usual suspects, and she's going to get a stubby holder in the mail for her troubles. Sharon, it's <laughs> in the mail. The check is mm. in the mail. 
Okay. I picked up a cat today. I'll be I'll, I'll be checking. I'll be uh, checking. I picked up a cat today. I was very busy. So <laughs> we can go back to normal. Okay, I gotta, I gotta we're talking mail here. fraud here, Joel. Look, <laughs> and we're talking serious act of mail fraud here. I'm going to set uh, it without a stamp so you pay for it. Yeah. Um, all right. Here we go. So, so now our first quote is: "We can go back to normal once everyone takes the COVID-19 vaccine, but." You must still be contact traced. Register public events with the government, which you always did. Vaccinate every 12 months. Baseless claim. Uh, wear a mask, social distance, and accept our social credit system. In conclusion, stop complying. Mm. This person was quoting themselves as they posted this on Telegram. And the caption, which is what Sharon uh, outlined and I really like, God, this guy's an asshole. Give them bread and circuses and they will never revolt. What's he talking about? The footy? Is he talking about he's having a go at the footy? Who is this? Who the fuck is having a go at the football? He's absolutely having a go at the football. Oh, fucking names. (laughs) Well, you can can guess the names. Oh, yeah, okay. All right. Give me some names. Give me some names. Here we go. This is the former Facebook tryhard now forced to lecture his dog and cat about the deep state's (laughs) ignorance of hydroxychloroquine because no one else is fucking listening. Craig Kelly. And God, I wish that was Mm. true. He's got a lot of followers recently. Just go on a telegram. Well, his his YouTube stuff now, it's got next to no... Next to no um, views. Oh, they hate him on Twitter, but I tell you what, Telegram. No, no, that's YouTube. That's YouTube. He's uh, he's, yeah. he's basically yeah. got YouTube, no views at all. Twitter, no one gives a shit. Telegram, he's like got six thousand people in like a day. Tells you a fair bit about Facebook's algorithms, doesn't it? Anyway, yeah, it's a bit like that. So anyway. basically, we've got so the next one, Kelly, the convicted wife beater, Avi Yemeni. Avi. I'll chip good off the old block. Good to see him, yeah. Yeah, yeah good to yeah. see him. What a fuckwit. Uh, the winner of the 2019 Eurovision Song, uh, song Contest, uh, Duncan Lawrence <laughs> from the Netherlands. Right. Yeah, okay. I was upset about that. I actually bet, I bet in Australia. <laughs> Whoops. Shungai, I put about 100 bucks on that. Shungai Grifter and pandemic denier, Rafael Fernandez. Mm, it's tricky, this one. Gee, this hard. is hard. This is really hard. Cunts. Now, there's, it's just a real, really long preamble there so yeah yeah i'm not so sure it could, could be, be duncan well, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna run a line through duncan I'm gonna, you know, Coward. On, that, on that basic principle that you know when you're looking at uh when you're looking at multiple choice questions there's always there's always an answer there that's completely fucking nuts i'm gonna fuck you on one of those one day i'm gonna fuck you so hard on one of those one day <laughs> look uh, Avi yemen is a journalist of course he can put words together like this you know he's yeah. a very impressive fellow uh, you might call him a polemicist he calls himself a journalist so why yeah, can't he, he be a journalist um uh, many reasons <laughs> oh no it can't be kelly I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Avi. Oh, so close yet so far. It's Raphael. Oh, damn, Motherfucker! Damn, damn. I tell you what, the car is out of reach now. I'm you are going, not gonna I'm- drive the defect played Kia that we were gonna give you before. <laughs> <laughs> you had. You were so close. So close. Oh, See? look, yeah, and look. And you'll get better at this as time goes on, but Raphael was quoting himself there, um, and I think you'll notice that Raphael's narcissism <laughs> is quite special. Yeah, no, he's mm. a real piece of shit. He did actually use uh, quotation marks. God, no, He's a real piece of shit. So the Brennan Circus's quote is this spectacularly misused quote. I had to Google it from some Roman bloke named Juvental around the first century, right. a long Ju- time ago. Yeah, yeah. So 
old mate definitely was like, you know, oh man, like how smart will I sound if I use this? Bread and um, circuses. But- it, it, it means it means don't impoverish your your population. Give them treats and and, uh, and that's they weren't the footy. Yeah, and yeah. you know, a bit of gladiatorial sport, a bit of action. You know what and, the Romans uh, and everyone would be happy. They would have worn masks because they weren't cunts. Those people walked into spears. So Rafael Fernandez, fuck you, but for being the enemy of AFL football. Yeah, that's right. Because he definitely and the had a go football here. club in particular. Fuck uh, but in you. particular, not North Melbourne. No one cares about North <laughs> Melbourne, so it's fine. I just, I wish someone would attack North Melbourne so someone cared. Uh, yeah. This is a good one. I actually like this one. This one's awful. Um, Find your righteous fury. Mm. Push your patriotism down their throats. Ooh. Never cower. Never flinch. Be proud. Chilling words. Chilling, chilling words. Chilling, chilling words. Now, you could see this coming from someone who has a background in uh, telling 15-year-olds they can't come into pubs, anti-lockdown <laughs> super genius Thanos Panayides. Um, <laughs> to be, be fair, uh, he lets the hot ones in. Medicant, meditator, spiritual teacher, and founder of one of the world's great religions, just Gautama Buddha. I mean, just casually. Just Yeah. Just hanging out in the telegram. Don't think he was ever in the skull fucking business, but but oh, <laughs> mate, how do you know? And then there is the lawyer that absolutely no one wants to have represent them, regardless of fee schedule, mm. Linwood. Mm. Well I've, I've got him I've got him doing the conveyancing on my beach house. Um, yeah. and I'm expecting yeah. I'm expecting good work. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. The a, deep state says this a car- is a house. There's a cut and a VB in it for you. Um, <laughs> oh, God, he's such a cut. Linwood, yeah. And okay. number four is the British fascist and loud boy on the okie doke because that's how he goes, he goes, <laughs> Tommy Robinson. Mm. I, I detest that man. Yeah. Look, when it comes when it comes to urging people to skull fuck people with patriotism, uh, I'm going to go with Tommy Robinson. Tommy Robinson's got to be wrong. That's the one. Yay! That one for me was just like I know you're going to like this. I saw the I saw the quote. I knew you're going to like it. I knew you'd like it was Tommy. So that that to me was a way of saying I love you, Jack. And here's my way of saying it with some ultra nationalist horror. Oh, look, he would have been on the Peruvian marching powder um, when he said it too. I think I'd like to think so because he's like all, of sudden, so. He's, all of a sudden he's getting very, very violent. We're starting to push push things down people's throats and what have you, and and never cow, never flinch, be proud. Jesus Christ! As long as a judge doesn't get you for it, it's fine. So speaking <laughs> of cocaine, here's the next one: nature. Ooh. Alien cocaine or something much more sinister? And I'll give you a hint. This was the caption. Alien. Alien cocaine. A series of clouds in the sky that looked like lines of coke. And they were (laughs) generous lines of coke. So whoever said this, Uh, they line up slugs. Alien. (laughs) Okay. But this is alien cocaine. Well, I mean, it could be stronger. Stick your nose straight into that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fairly sure I saw a Cheech and Chomp film about this. (laughs) Um, Alien cocaine. Space coke, man. Um, um, Yeah. Um, Cheech and Chomp's nice dreams, I think it was. Anyway. I love that um, film. I can't believe I forgot. Nature, alien cocaine, or something much more sinister. That's the one. So we have the first one, which is the pseudoscientist and a man more in need of a haircut than anyone in human history. (laughs) And that is not coming from jealousy. David Avocado Wolf. <laughs> yeah, it could, you're right about that. He could go. He could do with a hairy. I, I used to have hair like his, and I oh, wore it without shame. Just, uh, just 
get around to his house and scrub him down with a big soapy brush. He's, he's, he's actually looking disheveled. If I wasn't scared of def- defamation, I would say so much more. Um, <laughs> there is friend of the program, uh, Pete, Pete Evans, who very, um, has- Very good friend of the program, Pete Evans, yeah. Has a lot yeah. of form in this sort of field. There's the titular <laughs> boss of the Sinaloa cartel, banged up in Fort Leavenworth prison, and I think he probably deserves to be Joaquin Achavaldo, otherwise known as El Chapo, Guzman. Titular boss. That's a big, that's a bold statement. That means a sort of, you know, it's a sort of figurehead. Are you trying to get me you killed? Know, I, 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 still think he, I still think he runs it from uh, from Fort Leavenworth. Probably does. Yeah. We shouldn't anyway. even mention this name because it's the kind of shit that gets you fucking beheaded. Now, well, he, he, he has been known to knock out a bit of cocaine in his time. Yes, little he bit has. here and there. He does that, and yeah, a snifter every now and then. Probably cloud-sized lines too. <laughs> I can't afford such things. I wish I could. Literally tons of cocaine <laughs> into the United States. <laughs> so literally tons. Well, okay. If- if only to live in that era. Uh, and also the liver supplement salesman and very, very angry man with a beautiful chest of hair, Alex Jones. <laughs> it does. He is. Look, he has got a fantastic sirs. Um, what do you call it? Is it a wig? It- is it a merkin? Uh, <laughs> it could be. It could be. A, a I wish I could up. make a like a portmanteau with Alex Jones and Merkin, but I can't. I can't think of it. It's it's out. <laughs> so we got David Avocado Wolf. David yep. Avocado Wolf. We have got yep. <laughs> close friend of the program, Pete Evans, uh, El Chapo Guzman, and yeah. Alex Jones. Nature, alien, cocaine, or something much more sinister. Pete Evans. Pete. Yes. I wasn't sure if you'd get it. I wasn't sure if you'd get it. I thought you'd go Alex Jones because the yeah. sinister thing, like I just, I felt like I was fucking you on that one and I really wanted you to get it because look, at this point, you're not getting the Kia. You're better oh. off without it. You're better off without yeah, it, mate. They, to be honest. They I don't want the warranty be. on gifts. You just, you need to avoid the fuck out of it. You're going to get an empty bottle of Bombay Sapphire. Empty? Yeah, it's empty. Oh God! I've got I've, I've got I've got half a dozen of them under my bed. Um, For those watching right. at home, I'm pleased I got it though because yeah. it really is a nutso. It's nature. What was he referring to? Alien cocaine or it something? Was, much more he was saying chemtrails. There were bullshit oh. lines in the sky. <laughs> alien yeah, cocaine or something. Much more, Much sinister. more sinister. Something oh, more cocaine. sinister than alien cocaine. <laughs> wow. Well, alien cocaine is just a great party starter. So. Uh, now, we ask uh, we, we ask listeners to send us an email if they've come across something really, really stupid, just like that, said yeah. by black-pilled fuckwits. We want your input, listeners, if you've recently come across something posted that is so odd, so bizarre, that can only be appreciated by the criminally stupid, drop us a line. We'll flick a conditional release program, Stubby Holder, to any listener contribution that features in this segment. Sharon Stubby Holder is in the mail to her now, and when it arrives in the next year or so, delivered by the fine people at Australia Post, she will be able <laughs> to point and laugh at all of our other listeners and say, no, 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 in a really annoying way. Yeah. The conditional release program stubby holders are the coolest stubby holders knocked up in Australia from local child labour. The best guys. Ditching around the bases first class. So fine, you can only do this quality work if you've got tiny little child fingers. And it's all yours if you can tell us which black-pilled fuckwit said that. Ah, yeah. Drop us a line, listeners, on the <laughs> conditional release program at gmail.com. Walk and chew garbage without a job. Now 
a guest. Yeah, not since the legendary Meredith Bergman in episode three, who has just, mind you, released a fantastic book with fellow old guard lefty activist Nadia Wheatley named Radicals, which details their ridiculous adventures in activism, pissing people off on the right side of politics throughout the 1960s. And it's available at all good bookstores. Now, that is enough shameless plugs for our friends' books. <laughs> and onto the main course. Stefan Kesting, a man who could almost certainly kick your ass, but has chosen not to, for now at least. Stefan has a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, one of the martial art forms practiced in the mixed martial arts discipline, and it's a carryover into the whole Ultimate Fighting Championship, which you've probably seen at the pub on pay-per-view or whatever. Stephen hails from Vancouver, which is being fairly thrashed by COVID, and he's found himself unable to watch as the BJJ MMA community just gets more and more peeled on medical misinformation and decided to take a stand against this bullshit, much to the detriment of his vast online presence as peeled lunatics, that want to be better grapplers just can't get past the fact that Stefan thinks that vaccines work and COVID's a real thing. But that's enough of my wild speculation. Let's hear it from the man himself. Stefan, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you so much for having me and thank you for the work that you guys do. It's it's uh, all part of the fight. Yeah, it is, isn't it? God, it's such a nightmare. Like this, I think starting off with uh, this, like, how the hell has the MMA community or just the general martial arts community got so pilled? I, th- I think there's a whole number of elements there. I, I, I want to distinguish between the, the sort of the martial arts community, if we include like the Aikido instructors yeah, yeah. and the, the seven-star praying mantis instructor and the MMA jiu-jitsu community, because I think it's worse with the MMA jiu-jitsu community. Yeah. Most people who are teaching Aikido are doing it in the evenings after they spend a full day working as a draftsman or they spend engineer by day, they teach some Aikido by night. So it sucks that they can't teach. It sucks that they can't train, but you know, it's not affecting their bottom line. Whereas in the jujitsu space, the expectation is I have a black belt. I've won some provincial or regional championship. I should be able to make a full-time living off yeah. of this. So that it really leads to a lot of motivated reasoning. Yeah. And and if your livelihood depends on this, yeah. it's a lot harder to, to to acknowledge the existence of something that threatens your livelihood yeah. and threatens the way that you pay your bills yeah. and feed your family, especially if there's a whole lot of alternative explanations that are being very forcefully put forth. I, I think that's a... Yeah, beware of what you want to be true. Yes, absolutely. Stefan, it's Jack here, and thanks so much for your time today. Uh, um, So what you're talking about is a lifestyle. So so that lifestyle incorporates, I would think, in general terms, suspicion of authority, suspicion of government, um, ideas that come about through perhaps um, uh, uh, wellness-type of the wellness type industry in terms of diet, in terms of in terms of uh, exercise, those sorts of things that that in this particular community that you are a part of, that those people are are basically making their own rules, if you like. Well, the, the sort of the patron saint of jujitsu and MMA. Yeah, one of the luminaries in the space, the the guy who comments on most UFCs, the guy who is a jujitsu belt. Joe Rogan, uh, yeah. I believe, has done a tremendous amount of harm, yeah, has. singing about how the power of the amazing human immune yeah. system when he's actually flogging immune-boosting supplements yeah. on his own yeah. site. So there's motivated reasoning that way. I thought I detected a shift in Joe Rogan's podcast, I want to say about a year ago, call it uh, March, April, probably April okay. of 2020, when he realized that he wouldn't be able to do stand-up comedy in California anymore. Yeah, okay. It did. 
all of a sudden, he stopped talking to epidemiologists, he stopped talking to doctors, mm. and he's bringing in, you know, notable virologists like Alex Jones yes, yes. <laughs> to talk about how this, you know, frickin' virus has uh, yeah. been designed by the lizards to take over trans-dimensional space and all the rest yeah. of it. So I think I think that's part of the problem. And again, it's motivated reasoning. Yeah, it goes back to your original point. He can do a stand-up, keep on selling his supplements yeah. as long as yes. his narrative exists. Yeah, interesting. So, so, what I'm, so what I'm saying is that, th- that this is perhaps, you know, very fertile territory for anti-vax conspiracies okay. because you've got a group of people who collected pre-COVID, who gathered pre-COVID, who start off with a fundamental distrust of officialdom anyway. Is that, would that be a fair thing to say? Okay. I would say that the community, the jiu-jitsu and MMA community, does skew a little bit to the right, at least in North America, okay. and it seems like in Australia as Probably, well. Probably, yeah. And unfortunately, in 2020, President Trump really, <laughs> really politicized the science around yeah. COVID. Like, right from denying it yes. to saying that there was no evidence that masks didn't work to pushing cures that had no data behind them. I mean, I wanted nothing more than hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, that's it. That would have been fantastic. But it didn't. (laughs) They kept on pushing it. So I think the community started out a little bit to the right, and especially the Brazilian community, because a lot of them are better off, higher class Brazilians who tend to be aligned with Bolsonaro, who's like kind of a super Trump. Brazilian super Trump. I mean, what's been interesting just more generally, is the failure of populist leaders. So if we look at Bolsonaro and, and the terrible infection rates and deaths in Brazil, now we're looking at Modi, who's another uh, um, populist uh, in India and the terrible tragedies there. You've got Trump, you had Johnson, you've had – and basically if you go through your list of populist leaders around the world, you will see failure, 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 in, just in terms of basic COVID management. And, and that's interesting in itself. But I just wondered that the group that, – that this group is particularly um, – um, uh, that that community has particularly got an ear open to conspiracy theories. Would that be a fair thing to say? I think so. I mean, I've certainly hear all the time from people I would consider to be rational, people I consider to be following the science, but they're not training for the most part. Yeah, or if they are training, yeah. they're doing it in small, you know, vaccinated pods, yes. or there's, yeah. they're forming small training groups, and they're usually being shut out of their main clubs. Their clubs saying, screw you, we're not having a vaccinated training pod. Yeah. You know, yeah, we, it it's gone from denial of COVID, which is understandable from an mm. economic point of view. Yeah. I I don't mm. think it's right, but I understand why you would. If if all information is equal, if if the if the Facebook post that you've seen claiming that COVID is a hoax is equally as valid as what the World Health Organization, the CDC, uh-huh. Health Canada, the European Medical Association, and the health system of Slovakia mm. are all saying. Yeah. If those two things are equal weight, then why not gravitate towards the one that'll protect your income? Totally. But now, but now to magically pivot to anti-vax when it's the only freaking thing that's going to save you. It's only way you get it out. It's the thing that's going to save your livelihood. So you've got these guys who are saying COVID's not real because they want their gyms to reopen. Then they go down a rabbit hole that goes into COVID denial. That COVID denial rabbit hole is full of anti-vaxxers. And now they're anti-vaxxers despite that's their get-out-of-jail-free card. Get the jab, and then you can go roll again. But it, it would be admitting it would be admitting that you've done something wrong for the last yes. year. Yeah, yeah that's right. the thing. Well, because your whole thing is based on COVID as a hoax, yeah. or COVID is ninety nine point nine 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 percent survivable. Oh. So now, why would you get a vaccine? That's so frustrating. Because 
No. So Stefan, driving you nuts. Stefan, when, when did you when it did is, you it, it genuinely when is. did you first realise that there were that there were problems within the MMA community, if we want to call it that? I'll say late uh, or early last spring. Call it uh, January, February, okay. so, March, April. So quite far in. March, April. Pandemic started yeah, it all out because instantly it was politicised mm. in the United States. Yeah, that's when it started really kicking off. It, it, as soon as it got politicised in the states, as soon as there were people saying, "Look at Italy, look at China." Yeah. Look at France. This really is a problem. Yeah. And people were saying, no, 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 no. Essentially, we're American. We're too strong for this. <laughs> we closed the borders. This can't, this can't spread here. Yeah. And you had to choose. And by choosing, I mean, the politicization of this, the politicization of the basic science, the politicization of fucking the mechanism that – I'm talking to Australians. I'm assuming it's okay to swear. Oh, you, yeah. it's, actually, it's actually the law. The politicization of fucking how – M- mRNA works. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. A sunburnt bloody stockman stood. <laughs> so, so basically, you know, when did you realise that it was a sort of dangerous levels, and how was it impacting on you and and your 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 business, your identity on social media and so forth? You know, because because you you fought this. Yeah. Well, I, I people will say that I tried to shut jujitsu down, or yeah. that I hate my sport, or something. Yeah. I think. That's demonstra- I have to say this. It's demonstrably not true. Yeah. If you take a look at the series of three or four interviews that I did with Dr. Chris Moriarty, yeah. who was a super high-level competitor, we've released a document on how to keep your jiu-jitsu schools open during a pandemic. Yes. Yeah. If you look at the stuff I've done with Dr. Nicholas Tiao, or Tiao, I think is the right pronunciation, how to structure your training around vaccination or not vaccination. Yeah. Uh, the stuff I've released on training pods, right? It, it's it's trying to train responsibly. It's not trying to get rid of the sport. So the question was the, the yes. pushback. Well, I mean, it's always easier to just completely demonize somebody. Yeah. Uh, I received a couple of death threats back in the day Ooh, brave. when I said something super controversial. I said, I hope hydroxychloroquine mm. works. But if you look at this data and this data and this data, it suggests that it doesn't help it's and that just, it makes stuff worse. It's just not controversial. Uh, it's just not. It, it was then. It was then. There was less data there. Yeah. And I was saying, look, we can't base an entire national health strategy or international health strategy around something yeah. that there's no data for. Yeah. We need some data before we can – we need more than the assertions of one individual to say it works. Yeah. I hope it works, but we just don't know yet. So as someone who gives you a death threat, how, how brave are they? Like is that someone who's really, really good at martial arts? <laughs> I mean – I know who one of the guys was. I'm not going to say who it was, but I have – good reason to think he's mentally ill. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but very good at martial arts. I hope. Eh, eh, eh. Could, could, could put up a fight, it, maybe? No, yeah. No, put up. Also a gun nut. Ah, uh, see, that's, so that immediately, yeah. That immediately positions you politically. Yeah. <laughs> but but how did it impact on your business? Did it, did, was there a significant impact on your business itself, it's, it's, itself? Oh, for sure. Yeah. 100%. I mean, my, uh, whether you take social media reach, I think I've reached a smaller percentage of people now, yeah. most of whom are pretty grateful for what I'm doing because I'm just talking. I'm talking to my choir. Yeah, or I am. <laughs> I'm preaching to the choir. Yeah. Uh, I've gotten. I released a really super controversial Instagram post of me getting a vaccine. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that just blew up. And then I also, because I have a background in biology, I've got a master's of biology. I've taken a ton of molecular biology courses. I released a video talking about how mRNA vaccines don't change your DNA yeah. any more than making a photocopy of a recipe book changes the recipe yeah. book. Uh, 
which I think is actually a pretty good it's, analogy. It's very good. And, and uh, that, that blew up, and I, I think I blocked about 500 people yeah. in the next right. 48 hours. So that's made my life infinitely better. I, I used to try and reason with them. Yeah, exactly. You try and reason with them, but like zombies, you, you knock one down and another one comes up, and they're not really dead. They're just resting. Like, you just, fuck it, just too much. If it was in good faith, yeah. if it was like, hey, I've got this question about such and such, cool, let's talk about yeah. that. Maybe I know the answer. Maybe you don't. Maybe I don't. Yeah. Maybe nobody knows the answer. Yeah. But to spend uh, – it's Brandolini's law of bullshit, right? It takes 10 times more yeah. time to refute bullshit than it does to create yeah. it. Yeah. So I can fire hose you with bullshit. And if you actually take it seriously and try and respond to each point individually, no, you'll just, you'll die I can waste 10 hours of your time with, with – 20 minutes on my yeah. time. It's a pretty sweet deal. Yeah, it is a very sweet deal. I wish I was on their side. It's so much easier. <laughs> well, I, I mean, since taking the vaccine, women find me irresistible. My car goes twice as uh, fast. Nice. And my manhood has grown by two inches. So uh, Only two. I can, only two, I can Stephen. I'm, 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 I'm up to about four or five, but you know, like, but I do exaggerate. Uh, I am prone to exaggerate. Um, uh, Joe and I, Joe and I, Joe probably doesn't know this, but Joe and I engaged with one character on Twitter just a couple of days ago, and his stick, his stick was basically, "Are oh, we just? Uh, well, I just, I'm just asking questions. I'm just putting things out there." And so he basically, I went through his Twitter feed, yeah. and I and I quickly oh, saw that on. he was bailing up doctors. They're not necessarily virologists or immunologists, but they were. He was bailing them up and saying. And, and then he was asking. Yeah. He would start with a fairly reasonable question, and then he would spin out to really extreme stuff. And you had doctors going, well, look, I'm afraid, yeah. you know, I can't have this conversation with you anymore. And he's going, oh, that's all right. I wasn't trolling. But but he actively was. Yeah. I mean, and this is this is the sort of stuff. This kind of, you know, yeah. it, it's sort of couched in, I'm being reasonable, I'm being rational, and, and then they spin out of control. This is this is the sort of yeah, activity yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I see yeah. on, I have one of those on Twitter recently. accounts and so forth. So how many do do you do you use Twitter? Yes. Yep. Okay. So how many followers do you have? How many followers did you have in in February? I should have checked your Twitter account beforehand. But my Twitter my Twitter is weird. My Twitter has been very disengaged. It grew years ago, and I think people have moved on. Yeah, that and happens. So I, I don't think that's a fair. Right measure yeah. but certainly my instagram i've lost a couple thousand i mean i've i've been gaining people yeah. who are like i mean they they view me as the only voice of reason in the community that's not true there are definitely other voices yeah, of reason. That's it, yeah. i'm just the one who's cursed with the largest social media following oh. <laughs> and i swear to god there's a bat signal that goes when i release a video on youtube that has anything <laughs> to do with this it's like a message goes out on some on parlor or something and it's like attack But this. they do like, you know, I'm a part of a lot of these groups and they do, they say, att- you know, not attack this in those words because of course they think they're, they're, you know, the villain never knows they're the villain, but they do, they coordinate these things and they say, look, there's another post here. They often do this in influential places because they want to get the most, uh, you know, they like you said, like I'm not going to let you piggyback on my social media presence on my platform to spread your bullshit. And that's why you're blocking people instead of trying to reason with yeah. them now. And I totally respect I tried. That. You did try. I tried for I've a, a year and uh, it was horrendous. I mean, I'll still engage. To answer your question, I probably dropped a couple thousand followers on Instagram despite posting a lot of material, doing all the things I should to grow. Yeah. Uh, my YouTube is much less responsive than that is. And I think that's to do with the way the algorithm works, that if you have a lot of subscribers, but a lot of them just you know, maybe legacy subscribers, um, it, it shows it to people that you – that YouTube knows are likely to keep 
it shows people on YouTube videos that it knows is going to keep them on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, that's so it, yeah. they show them my stuff and they're like, <laughs> fuck this liberal biased yeah, platform, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, out of yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're not, YouTube's simply just not going to show them. It's not good for the shareholders. It's not good for the shareholders yeah. at all. One thing that Joel and I have explored through our, pod, through our podcast, one, one, one thing that we've explored is the connection between the wellness community, is the connection between the wellness community and the anti-vax movement. So we, we have a particular clown here, who's just, his name's Pete Evans, so we focus on quite a bit. Now, Pete Evans, three years ago, was, was, was selling paleo diets and all this sort of stuff, and he was quite a you know, prominent, you know, um, a person in that sort of space. And now he's moved on with sort of Nazi tropes, anti-vaccination tropes, all that sort of stuff. So we're seeing, you know, is that what's happened with MMA too, that we're, that we're seeing that sort of group who were, you know, sort of independent, making a bit of noise about perhaps diet and wellness generally uh, and training and yep. things like that to now, three Just years ago, in. moving really to the extreme right. 100%. It's the conspirituality thing. Yeah, conspirituality, it's, yeah. It's happening in the yoga yes. space. It's happening in the fitness and wellness space. It's uh, uh, this idea, often it's driven by people who are selling something. Yeah, I, I mean, that's, yeah. that's, again, the bottom line, the right? J.P. Sears, right? I used to think his videos were pretty funny. Yeah. That, that I laughed. Yeah. But... He's selling bloody J.P. Sears as magic vitamin D, magnesium, yeah, uh, aluminium right? free like, deodorant. Yeah, Alex Jones sells. Uh, what is it? Immune Liver Force. Oh. I think Infowars Immune yeah, Force. Right? So like, much trash. All these people. Yeah, all these people sell something, and if they don't, even if even if they don't, and even if they've made all their money online before, they get rewarded for being controversial yeah. if, if if i if i take a position going this is a lie let's stand up against fascism it's adoration and let's yeah it, it's going to really bring a whole bunch of instant followers i'm yeah. like oh, maybe i should do more of yeah, this that's it i mean um, i joke sometimes about how the fact that this doesn't really pay too well but if we got uh, if we got pilled <laughs> i tell you what we'd be selling we'd be selling bullshit uh, anti-radiation rocks and uh, you know killing it yeah. we're driving much nicer cars yeah but it's the it's the grift first. So so it's the grift, the selling the products, yeah. etc. Those are the sort of influences. But then there's this. There really is this mentality. A lie is if a, if it's a useful lie, it doesn't yeah. matter where it comes yeah. from. If if it's a right wing, let's call it the MMA space. I mean, they just had a completely unmasked, non socially distanced UFC in Florida. Really? Right. Right. Yeah. Dana, fifteen thousand people, I think. Dana White is running around saying how he wants to be apolitical. This organization has never been That's political. Not apolitical. It's not. It's not apolitical. No. There's pictures of him posing with Donald Trump. There's like his successful fighters have received phone calls in the octagon from Donald Trump. Jesus. So. That's political. Like, and, and I don't really have a problem with it. Don't pretend to be apolitical. Um, but if there's a lie coming out of the wellness community, I don't know. The vaccine causes infertility. Yeah, it sheds virus. That's a useful lie. Yeah, sheds virus. Yeah, whatever. Okay, sir, could you please define what? Could you please define the word virus for yeah. me? There's a number of people I've argued with who couldn't pass a grade eleven biology course. Not the whole course. Yeah. Just the like two pages of stuff. On viruses, yeah. like if you're talking about shedding viruses and herd immunity, and uh, I don't know, 
spike proteins, you really should basically probably be able to define what a virus yeah. is. Maybe tell me the two components of the immune system. Maybe tell me what a what a what a B cell yeah. does. But of course, none of them can. I mean, do your research, right? <laughs> do oh, your God. own research. That's the radioactive term of do your own. It's triggering, research. right? Um, so, so, so where does this end for the MMA yeah. community? You know, how do you see it going? I mean, basically, we, we, we talked about this before we, we came on air, but we're talking about the, the Alamo for these groups, right? Particularly the anti-vaccination group, because if you do have a successful rollout, global rollout of the vaccine, then anti-vaxxers really are left with, you know, basically standing there with their dicks in their hands. And, and, and <clears throat> so where does it, where does this go for the MMA community? I don't know. Yeah. And I wish I shared your optimism, Jack. <laughs> I wish that if in a year's time, basically everyone's vaccinated and COVID is his memory. And once in a while, somebody gets COVID, goes to the hospital, gets the newest treatment, whatever that is, and basically emerges fine. I don't think like how many people who are now online, at least in the jiu-jitsu space, who are devout anti-vaxxers, were devout QAnon supporters six months ago. Yeah. A ton of them. Yeah. So it's kind of this movement, yeah. this weather vane in search of a divisive issue yeah. in the culture wars. Yeah. Six months from now... Where are they going to be? It, it, I, I don't know what they're going to be pointing at. I did predict I did predict that they would pivot to anti-vax. Yeah, yeah. which is a natural I, I, conclusion. What, but I, did, I do not know where they're going next. Yeah. So I hope it dies... You know, like not with a bang, yeah. but a whimper. But it fades away, uh, and now people disavow. There might well be another battle. I wasn't really ever an anti-vax oh, guy. Yeah. I was just asking. I was just yeah, dabbling in the pond. I was just doing. <laughs> I, I just. I did a bit of my own research. I hope so. And now I'm just asking questions. Yeah. Look. So I yeah. guess what you're what you're saying to sum up is is, is that there may well be another battleground. Um, look, when I talk about the successful global rollout of a vaccine, that's not something that can be done in a year. Um, uh, and, um, and uh, you know, there's a, a, a lot of evidence saying that the anti-vaxxers are actually winning, winning uh, the popular argument at the moment, if you like, um, oh. because of bureaucratic failures. Popular argument with the minority. Well, because of bureaucratic failures, because of, I guess, uh, I guess predictable issues that arise from vaccination that as we as we roll into AstraZeneca, for example, that, you know, that there have been issues that have arisen. They are, you know, one in a million shots, by the way, but... But, um, but because governments have been cautious about those sorts of things, it adds fuel to that fire. So what, what I'm saying is that, you know, this may move on to another battleground. The, the one thing you can expect yeah. from the extreme right is that, they, is that they will always establish a new battleground. There'll be some form, we call it the culture yeah. wars here, but it's a little bit more serious than that. There'll be something that comes forward and it and relates this, to this vague notion of freedom and how and how it's being impinged upon by government and others during a pandemic, forcing us to wear masks, et cetera, you know. Which could have, like, I mean, you can envision scenarios where the government gets a whole lot of emergency powers and doesn't give them back. Yeah. Right? I think we would probably yeah, all agree yeah. that that is a hypothetical yeah, danger. That's a bad one. But London is no longer being blacked out. Right? London was blacked out during the mm. Blitz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. the 1940s. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now you don't black out London yeah, anymore. Yeah, good point. So yeah. there they managed to seize control back. And besides, like, so all the governments in the world have decided to impose power 
by making people wear masks, yeah. they all decided also this makes together. CCTV like, so much less effective. Isn't CCTV like the cornerstone yeah. of a dystopian society? I mean, there's so many contradictions in this whole idea of the new world government. And the main thing is, is they need to have a narrative. They just dumbly just throw like shit at a wall, hoping some will stick. But like, you know, the thing that worries me with this is that not so much in like these sort of government things, but more in a micro level, which is very much toward the MMA thing of small communities being torn apart and being divided, whether it be wellness communities, whether it be mums and dads at school, you know, mums groups being radicalized like crazy. You find, you know, you've got the, the pill pickup line and the non-pill pickup line because they can't mix anymore. Are you going to find the fact that you've got like gyms in a certain city and you've got one gym that's known for being pilled and then one gym that's not known for being pilled, even after the pandemic has gone, just because, you know, you can't really roll with people who think lizards are taking over the world. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a potential problem. I mean, there's a, there's a club here in British Columbia, which is in the middle of a serious third wave, right? I mean, I've, it's you know, not good. The, IC, the ICUs are legitimately full and they would be way over full if they hadn't doubled and tripled the sizes of these ICUs yeah. and said all of a sudden, instead of one nurse to one patient, you know what? One nurse who we pulled off the floor, who hasn't, who we pulled out of the office, who hasn't worked on the floor in years, can now take care yeah. of two people. Yeah. That that is happening. Like yeah. it's, I've I've talked to multiple ICU nurses at multiple hospitals. You know, I am as a firefighter, I am kind of in that area as well. Yeah. It's it's legit. There's a fucking club in Kelowna, British Columbia, that just said we're not going to accept anybody for the health and safety of our members. Oh, I see where this is going. We're not going to allow anybody who has been Get vaccinated off. to train. Just in the bin. Like, what a dumb thing to say. Well, it's it's. I can see what they're trying to do. They're trying to troll. It's a trolling yeah. move. It's kind of a statement against vaccine passports. It's a PR push as well, I imagine, because it's, it's probably gone viral. It's definitely a PR push. Yeah. Yep. They, they tripled in membership after that, yeah. I heard. Using shitty politics in order to pursue your own bloody financial agenda is one of the most shitty things you can do. So you stop people from getting vaccinated. You p- potentially result in deaths. And you can sit there and go, well, at least I tripled my gym membership. (laughs) And it's an interesting confluence there of sort of what we would have considered right wing and left wing. Because that club was run by a meditation coach, which is the only thing that makes a life coach seem like a reputable business. (laughs) Uh, And then does jujitsu, which is arguably a little bit right wing. I mean, that that, that really depends. That's that's. It depends. The, the, the it people depends. in BJJ that I know are lefties. So, you know, sample okay. sizes vary, right? It's tricky. This wellness community, I mean, broadly speaking, this wellness community is really this confluence of left and right. So they, so you do have this sort of, you know, if you if you view the if you if you view the ideological spectrum as linear, it's basically all just become twisted yeah. and torn because you've got People from the left now, you know, we would we would call them hippies. You know, Joel mentioned before Northern Rivers and so forth. So this is sort of old hippie territory, and they're the ones moving. You know, they're the you know the, 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 these are nineteen seventies Vietnam War um, uh, protesters, for example, who are now Trump followers. You know, who, who, yeah. who are ardent Trump followers. All conscripts. It's 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 quite crazy. Yeah. Um, and and look, it, it's clearly that it's clear that they're being absolutely manipulated. But they, but, but their serious distrust of government and of officialdom will drag them to the darker places. Yeah. Uh, even when we're just talking about Q, Q, QAnon. I think right and left in this context 
yeah, is is almost uh, the wrong axis to use. The axis we should really be looking at is kind of that's yeah. libertarian, complete freedom yeah. versus total government yeah. control. So and in between, total there. government control would be I don't know China or North Korea. You want total government yeah. control? Move to North Korea. You want total freedom? Move to Somalia. <laughs> yeah, yes. best example of a yeah. failed um, state. Find the midpoint. I don't want to be in either end. No. No, the middle is great. It's very comfortable here. It's very delicious fence. There's a seat and everything. It's great. So, so, so Stefan, what's the answer? You, you basically got to just draw a line of stand, in the sand, don't you? You have to basically be um, uh, uh, unshiftable. Okay. I am unshiftable in my belief in science and that science science is a progressive. So I'm unshiftable in the process, but I'm not unshiftable in yeah. my stance because the date I've shifted That's stances right, yeah. numerous times. I, I remember thinking that, like everybody, based on limited data, that COVID yeah. was transmissible through touch, yeah. fomite-driven transmission. At that point, a whole bunch of precautions made sense. Let's wash every piece of package that we bring home from the supermarket. I was doing that. Then, as knowledge evolved, okay, this looks like it's much more yeah. spread by yeah. droplets or aerosols. Okay, that, that changes things. We should handle this like... We do at a hazardous materials call when somebody's opened a cylinder of chlorine in a building. Yeah. We vent, we ventilate it, right? It's yeah. a poisonous gas. It's like, yeah, mask up yeah. and vent it out. If you can have sufficient ventilation, you don't have a problem anymore. The solution yeah. to contamination is often ventilation. And that's so, so I'm shiftable in my belief or I'm shiftable yeah. in my actions, but I'm basing it, trying to yeah. base it on my best understanding of the science at the point. And that's really difficult because. If you don't have a background in science, here's yep. somebody who's just sent you this long yep. PDF with a whole bunch of scientific looking articles. You don't look up the references. You don't see that the references say exactly the opposite of what this person is telling everyone. It's hard to read. It's really hard to read because science, yeah. high-level science, yeah. is difficult. You know why most people don't understand neurosurgery? Because it's difficult. I mean, you know, that, and this is it. And it's and it's really hard to explain yeah. complexity yeah, to people. It is. Um, <clears throat> and it's much easier to, to go the grift and go the go. It the, is, go unless you want to use it as a weapon. Yeah. I, I think some of the most valuable things I picked up in – some of the most valuable things I picked up in my sort of academic education were the differences – was kind of an understanding yeah. or an appreciation of statistics and that something like – 90% protection yeah. does not mean 100% protection. And what are the variables here? It doesn't mean that 10% of people are completely protected, mm. or sorry, 90% of people are completely protected, and that 10% yeah. of people have no protection. It, it doesn't mean that. So to parse these things and to parse statistics and percentages yeah. and risks is difficult. And the other thing is a teasing apart of correlation and causation, yeah. right? Just because two things happened, right? Like, the example here is like 9,000 people have died since they got the COVID vaccine. Yeah. Well, how many people would have died normally in a normal week? Yeah. In a and normal this is what month? the COVID deniers used against us originally saying there's comorbidities. They would have died anyway. And now that the vaccine is the thing, yeah. they're like yeah. every single person who got the vaccine shot would have lived to a thousand. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's torture. Exactly. Exactly. And PCR tests are being used in the same way, right? Initially, it's like PCR tests aren't reliable. We can't. Use them to, uh, you know, they 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 overreport right. COVID. COVID mm -hmm. isn't nearly as common as it is. Now, yeah. it's being used the other way. You know, these PCR yeah. tests are working the other way. So it's whatever's the convenient lie That's right. to reach out and and deploy. Well, what do you, what do you see? Sort of, you know, just in British Columbia and Vancouver, what do you see 
happening in the next six months? How do you see, you know, how would you think, well, let's say 12, what would you see a vaccination take-up would be in, in BC? I think it's going to be higher than in the United States. I bet we really? make it to 70%. Cool. Yeah, 70%. I bet we start seeing booster shots. Yeah, it could happen. Probably to handle the variants. I think whether it's the latest Indian double mutant or some Mm. mutation yeah. from, I don't know, Alaska. We don't know where the next one's coming from. <laughs> Maybe the Australians will contribute to the world pool of variants. It's about time we did something in this bloody virus. We might, but it'll be extremely slow. Very, very slow. Um, look, <laughs> I mean, there's one thing I just did want to talk about. Look, I've made a number of associations between, so, you know, the Spanish flu pandemic, which was the last great pandemic that affected humanity and this one and and what happened there i mean clearly we don't the the, the mass communication systems social media etc weren't in place but basically we did return to a form of normal um uh, after the spanish pandemic yeah. and that was a world that 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 is recovering from a terrible war as well so there really was a sense that we really must get back to normal um but nowadays the complexity yeah. is the issue isn't it um there there are real stark differences the new normal yeah there are really there are really stark differences yeah i, I and many of the similar dynamics in the mm. 1918 spanish influenza are present now i talked on my podcast i had uh, a professor of history, Mitch Lerner, who's a 20th century historian, and he was saying that there were, there were anti-masks protests yes, there were. back in 1918, yes, there 19, were. 1919. Yeah. And this is early in the pandemic, and it is history repeating. People don't like to be told what to do. They don't yeah. want to because they don't want to. So I, I, I see us getting back to normal gradually as the vaccines roll out. I see things like travel restrict I've, I've seen people who are really on the fence one day they're like Stefan, i just don't know i just don't know uh this uh yeah, it's too rushed. You know, it's, it's been too soon these yeah. vaccines have not been around long enough it's too rushed what about freedom what about the immune system and then the next day the eu announces that you can travel to the eu if you're double vaccinated and that person's calling me going how do i get a vaccine and what's the best one <laughs> that's it <laughs> what's the, what's so. the best one <laughs> Yeah. Like, and, and, yeah, you've just independently yeah. reached this opinion on your I own. I think there's going yeah. to be a tremendous power that will come from what we might broadly call uh, vaccine passports. So, and, and it will come yeah. not so much from government, it will come from, from the corporate world. It will say, you cannot enter my premises, you cannot use my services if you're not vaccinated. And I think that's going to be a powerful motivator yeah. for a lot of people. Because you're a bloody liability time bomb and your immune system is nothing compared to what you think it is. And I don't know where you got those ideas from. And customers don't want to get on a plane with you if you're not vaccinated. Our clubs, our yeah. pubs, our stadia, our theatres, our cinemas, they, we don't want you coming in here if you're not vaccinated. We, uh, and there are potential yeah. liabilities there for those businesses. I think maybe a lot depends on how the insurance the insurance system plays out. But it's important to differentiate between two things that a lot yeah. of people lump together, and that's compulsory yeah, vaccination yeah. and yeah. mandatory vaccination. Compulsory is when they come around, they grab your kids, hey, yeah, you've, there's been a measles right. outbreak here in Oregon, and we're going to vaccinate everybody. That's been done. Right. Wow. Yes, in the last, in the last, I want to say, 10 years. Mandatory yeah. is, hey, yeah. you don't have to get it, but if you want to travel to, I don't know, Europe, if you want to travel to Australia, you want to travel to New Zealand, you have to have proof of this. I think the problem is... How many of the extreme 
right-wing people in North America have ever left North America, <laughs> have ever left. So that's part of the problem. Yeah, that is a big, that is a big problem. But it will impact. I mean, as you say, there's, there's an insurance, there's a liability issue here that if you go to a cinema, you, you would go to, you would go there with the expectation that people were vaccinated. Uh, and those companies are, are and a BJJ gym as well. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure they'll not not have. Sorry, did you say Israel? Yes, there's another. There's another very good example that that you know you you can't go to a bar, you can't go to a cafe. I've what I've heard in Israel is they have this system and it's it's you know, this app thing that you have to show on yeah. your phone. But yeah. so many people are now vaccinated, like something like what is it, ninety percent or ninety four percent of the adult yeah. population that. They don't even bother with it anymore because it's only useful for that inter that interim stage. Yeah, it's wife wife through. It's not fair to have it when only one percent of the population has been vaccinated, and it's not. So I, I, that's maybe the most hopeful model. Yeah, it in, is, Austra- in Australia, just as just as an example, if you travel to parts of the world, let's say Western Africa, for example, you must show on your passport proof of inoculation uh, to various things. So these these are not new ideas. It's just that there's going to be a new way of, of dealing with it. And, and, and sorry, we just know that the response to that's going to be, you you people are taking a freedom. Yeah. Away. Well, I'm, I'm slightly encouraged by uh, Alaska Airlines banning a, se- banning oh, wow. a senator right. from Alaska recently for flying on Alaska Airlines without a mask. Wow. Right. She'd, she'd, re- she'd repeatedly oh, tried to fly. Please. Hopefully the same thing happens to Tito Ortiz and we end up with a whole bunch of idiot politicians who can't travel. And For, for those who don't know, Tito Ortiz is the now the mayor of Huntington Beach who just got the most votes in history to become mayor and his entire platform seems to be, I don't like masks <laughs> and I've been punched repeatedly in the head. That's, that's pretty that accurate. Is, yeah. And it's... Uh, Huntington Beach is a weird place. It's a weird place. It's a very pilled right-wing sort of Trump-supporting place. But even then, and this is the thing that I was saying earlier, the thing that terrifies me is if Tito Ortiz can become the mayor of Huntington Beach, where's the limit? I mean, I know that Khabib, um, I'm not even going to try and say his last name, in Georgia, is it? He's being used as a political play toy for a fairly extreme regime over there. slightly terrifying. And then you've got the moment that I had is Joe Rogan running for Senate in some state, just putting his name up. I mean... If people know your name, as we saw with the, as you said, failed uh, real estate developer Donald Trump, if people know your name, they're more likely to vote for you just randomly. And Joe Rogan has an annoying amount of name presence. But as someone like that who'd just be there just being, oh, man, like, I just don't think trans people should be in sport. We don't need that. Just don't need him there. Yeah, uh, building an entire national health program off of bro science. That's exactly what would happen. Oh, my God, you're playing into all of my nightmares. Well, it's true. Oh, that's great. Well, yeah, no, look, that, that's absolutely true. But, but, but just uh, as as with uh, you in Canada, Stefan, you know, we, we live in a democratic system, so they're going to throw up. You know, we, we just saw Trump. We, just, you know, uh, you, you're going to yeah. throw up. You look at our Senate, for example. There are people there you wouldn't let in the House yeah. who are senators uh, uh, of, of of Australia. Absolute nut jobs. So, uh, you know, democracy is a flawed is a flawed system that throws up some yeah. pretty ordinary people sometimes. But it's a whole lot better yes. than anything else going around, uh, which is sort of paraphrasing Churchill. So, Stefan. You've done a lot of work on BJJ and grappling as a general discipline. You've taught people. You've also done a lot of work. If you look through the Strenuous Life podcast, you can see episodes with really interesting, uh, you know, experts in the field. Where can we find your stuff? Well, if they're listening to this podcast and that they have uh, 
time and space in their queue for another one, they could check out the Strenuous Life podcast. Uh, occasionally, it's a rant. Occasionally, it's a guest. I make no promises. It's, it's whatever I want it to be. <laughs> yes. If people don't like it, they can get all their money back because it's free. Um, if they're interested in finding out more about jiu-jitsu, I do have kind of a, a PDF okay. that's available for free, which breaks it down the, the nice. basics of the sport. That's at grapplearts.com slash book. Uh, other than that, I mean, if, if you're more already into the sport, then I've yeah. got a ton of instructionals and I've got a giant YouTube channel, a, a vigorous Instagram following. If you search for grapple arts on yeah. basically any platform, yeah. you'll find Hopefully. you, right? Yeah. I think your Facebook page is totally worth following. So if you want to look up Grapple Arts on Facebook, you'll find what I think is actually a really great information for both BJJ and COVID awareness. Uh, I personally tune in for the COVID awareness, but the conversations are fantastic. I, I actually, I regularly follow the page. I love it. You live in a lovely part of the world, Stefan, um, and, and we're really looking forward, you know, to, to one day being able to, to get across there. I, I was in Vancouver oh, many years ago now. It's um, it's the Sydney of the Northern Hemisphere. It's a beautiful place. And, um, and um, yeah, so we look forward to one day being able to uh, meet you in person and and uh, and hopefully things are a lot easier then. That'd be fantastic. That'd be that'd be fantastic. Now I have to visit Sydney. Oh yes, you are you are welcome. <laughs> you, you are welcome. Um, well, you can't you can't you're not right now. Unfortunately, yes, no, no. The you government not, it, not it's almost all. impossible to get into this country, and it's almost impossible to leave it. Uh, which which plays into those right wing tropes again. But thank you so much for your time, Stefan. It was my pleasure, and. Uh, Maybe one day we'll have a happier conversation to talk about this weird blip in history when all of a sudden rational human beings decided that 300 years of vaccination research was all uh, a mistake. Yeah, yeah, indeed. But we can't dwell any longer on the catastrophic levels of jiggery fuckery that's infected men and women who can beat the shit out of us by sticking a pinky finger hard into our nether regions and yanking back until we collapse and piss our pants. Because now it's time for this. A segment of the program described by Pope Francis as, and I quote, it makes about as much sense as transubstantiation, which, as we all know, is a great pile of steaming dog shit. It's the week in Pete Evans. absolute cesspool of misinformation and fear that is Pete Evans' Telegram feed has really <laughs> stepped up recently. I, I sense a, a bit of desperation there. And as mm-hmm. Jack would say, this think- is the anti-vaxxers last stand. Mm. It's the Alamo for alarmists. Uh, uh, and it's like really not going to plan. I mean, not enough people have died from the vax. So... <laughs> While Pete has kept his head down recently, he hasn't really kept his mouth shut. And I don't think he could if he tried. I mean, no. you know, his mate Craig Kelly resigned from the Liberal Party, just shit post. So, like, these people are a certain breed. So, between flogging more overpriced Evolve Sanctuary weekends and sketchy supplements, he constantly <laughs> fucking just, he just constantly just goads his audience into furious anger and terrified fear of how the powers that be are coming to kill you with needles and chemtrails. By the way, look, if, you, if you're on one benefit of being on Pete Evans supplements is that you've probably got the most expensive piss in Australia. Yes, that's exactly it. Expensive piss is exactly it. And look, I'm not saying they don't, they don't, they don't help you in some sort of way. I'm just saying that I'm not sure if his claims add up. And that's a quote okay. from the TGA. All right. Yeah. So most of the misinformation I quoted uh, in the bit from India comes from his cult, 
I mean, He's that's sweet. where I that's mm. where I stole all of that from. So oh basically, he doesn't say it himself, of course. He just asks questions and posts shitty memes that prompt this kind of nasty discourse. But the gaps are very effectively filled in by his gang of violent hippies who <laughs> constantly joke about killing their political enemies. Violent One hippies. more for the firing line. They'll <laughs> hang for treason. It's the usual bloodlust you come to expect from these people. But it's who so bizarre. Who could have predicted? Hippies. Five years ago, who could have predicted violent hippies would be a problem? It's so bizarre. Like, they're like, mm. yeah, instead of doing like the peace sign, they're doing V for like, you know, the fucking archery thing or, you know, they shoot their fucking enemies. It's bizarre. <laughs> but Pete's favorite new fear tactic is massively chemtrails. He's got a great <laughs> thing going on here. I loves it. Like, obviously, <laughs> you know, you, you can see it, but you can't. It's everywhere yeah, and nowhere at the everywhere. same time. It's Everyone's perfect. It's on it. yeah, perfect. Everyone's and, you know, it. Take his fucking iodine supplements and you'll be fine. So it's pretty well established, to be fair, Colonel of Truth, that governments have dabbled in throwing chemicals. I'm from not planes. so sure, but anyway, oh, let's you know, let's not they... let the truth get in the way of a good story here. Yeah, <laughs> well, so like, look, you know, like I want to give, I want to give it. Well, look, you know, like there's, you know, Vietnam at a stretch. But this is comically ridiculous. I mean, it really is. It's it's it's, it's actually really funny to watch. They mm-hmm. were exclaiming that it happens every day at the same time every day. I mean, <laughs> same time. Yeah, that's that's when planes fly over your fucking house, you moron. They have a schedule. There's same time every day. Oh, but it's different on weekends. I'm not sure what's going on. Like these fucking morons just don't understand planes, and mm. like. You've got these people in the comment section, like as even like Pete Evans, you know, pilled lunatics aren't completely like just ridiculous. Pilots and frequent flyers saying how they've seen the contrails flowing off the yeah. side of the fucking thing. The pilots say yeah. it's just so basic, <laughs> and yet they're just either ignored or chemtrails. Like- that was yeah. knocked over seriously. The first lot of chemtrails as a as a conspiracy was knocked over in about nineteen fifty eight. Well, um, I'll tell you what, since then, I'm sure there's a lot of CIA diddly going on there and a lot of <laughs> planes that have flown over scaring the shit out of idiots in the northern rivers. So you, you end up in a situation where people who actually know what they're talking about are either viciously attacked or just like ignored in the comment section <laughs> while everyone's saying, I'm sure this is a bad thing, are back padded and talking about fucking Bill Gates trying to change the fucking climate. I mean, like, come on. And, and Google it. Google it. Bill Gates, Bill Gates does want to release things in the air and it's not Do what you own. think it is. Do your own research. Do your own course, research. Yeah. Do your own research. Tired of that trope. So the week <laughs> yeah. and the world – in Pete Evans, it's just all the same. It's the as per usual. The government's trying to kill you. Bill Gates is trying to kill you. Yeah, they're especially. using vaccines. Mm-hmm. They're using chemtrails, blah, blah, blah. You're going to die eventually. You're not going to be one of the 500 million on the Georgian Guidestones. No, you're one of the other six and a half bill that dies. So, look, all I have to say is I'm just appealing to you, Pete. I know you don't listen because otherwise we'd have had a lawsuit <laughs> by now. Come on, Pete. Go on a road trip. Do something silly. Good friend of the program, Joe. Oh, he's a great friend of the podcast. I fuck. I would be very funny if he was listening. <laughs> God, go for a beer with him. Uh, I've, I, but like the thing is, I've seen all this shit before. Now, mm. while you did start sharing memes from well-known British nationalist and racist piece of shit Tommy Robinson, and I'm, <sighs> I'm telling you right now, like I looked at his <clears throat> Telegram profile. He is really a terrible individual, and Pete. Subscribe to his feed very voluntarily. But at the same time, we've done the Nazi thing. We're done with it. So it's like, (laughs) go back to Canberra. Be annoying. I don't know. Like, hold up a 7-Eleven because nobody's going to vote for you if you're just the anti-vax guy. Get a new stick. And look, 
if you're not going to do it for yourself, if you're not going to do it for Australia, do it for me, mate, because I'm getting a bit <laughs> fucking bored of you, mate. <laughs> and you have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider, Joel Hill. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button, and if you've enjoyed our bullshit, throw us a five-star review on your podcast app. Don't forget to do that because Jack can be found on Twitter, on at Jack the Insider, and Joel on at Crunchy Moses with RK. We've set up a Facebook page. We've already told you about it, but if you're new to it, just type in the Conditional Release Program into Facebook and stuff comes yeah. up. You may also make an application for parole. Yes, yes, exactly, yes. <laughs> so that's another thing that you might find. It is actually really funny because the other part of this, the, the title of the podcast is the fact that it's a Conditional Release Program in most states in the USA. So <laughs> I mean, like promoting podcasts these to the done, it's very difficult to get this thing out there. More listeners, more traction, more happiness. And like, you know, eventually maybe we can make some money in this. God knows how. So- Look, please share this episode. Please do something. <laughs> tell your friends. Tell your uncle. Your uncle will be a great listener. Get him on. I want to talk to your uncle. I want to talk to him about football. I want to talk about cricket, and then he can go and get me a beer. Right. <laughs> and finally, all feedback, tips, and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, even if it's just to invite us to battle it out in the squared circle, which oddly is an octagon. Kick the shit out of us and leave us bleeding semi-conscious, but absolutely determined the AstraZeneca vaccine has recalculated our DNA to chicken level. I would have fucking beat you if it wasn't for the vaccine. <laughs> I would have <laughs> got you week. square. Thanks, guys. See you next week. See you next week. Bye.